There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back. Another great guest coming up, Lee Garlington, next Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group started in Minnesota over 60 years ago. Most people know something about the Walzer way. Upfront, no haggle pricing, work with one person from start to finish, or the free lifetime powertrain warranty on most vehicles sold in Minnesota. What you might not know is they are the only automotive group that is a member of the Keystone Club. They join such great Minnesota companies as General Mills, Target, Cargill, the Twins, Wolves, and Vikings in pledging 5% pre-tax profits to local charities. It's a great example of their core values. Do the right thing, display positive energy, be open-minded, and lead by example. So if you're in the market for a new or used car, check out walzer.com or stop into one of their dealerships. Please don't say, tell them Tommy sent you, because it sounds fake and I hate it. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. It, is, it feels chilly out today. Yeah, but I think the it sun is, is relatively starting to come out. No I more rain. Love it. Seventy-one degrees. Anywhere today. between sixty and yep. eighty degrees, I would be a happy person. Yes, dear. I love I'm it. Just glad the clouds are starting to break up. It gets oh, so depressing. I know. For this time of year, we usually have sunshine, but not a lot. I tell you, going to Metallica last night, it was pouring when I got there, and yeah. it was pouring yeah, when it I left. Rain it rained a bit yesterday. Yes. It did. It was wonderful. I was driving through it. The roads were flooded all around the chain of lakes. I mean, super flooded. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a ton of rain. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's not, well, that's not good news now, is it? Mm-mm. Andy, just let me know when uh, Lee Garlington is ready to go, okay? Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of people riding their bikes. I was like, should I offer them a ride? No, they're probably <laughs> serial killers who ride, Let's not. ride their bikes in the rain, hoping that people <laughs> come up and then they, they do it on purpose. <laughs> 
Those are the you things I think of. <laughs> I know. You've seen Silence of the Lambs. You know. Exactly. Now, picking up hitchhikers is never a good idea. No. Probably well, not they a weren't good hitchhiking. Plan. They were just riding their bikes. I just felt bad because they were just being pelted by rain. Those are those hardcore. Yeah, they exer- probably. They like. I mean, I probably seen like them, it. Yeah, you know, I see them <laughs> jogging when it's like forty below. Out. I know. Like, what is wrong with exactly. you? There's something severely wrong That's with why you. Why God made treadmills. I don't <laughs> you understand know, it and remote start. Yep. <laughs> Andy's always been into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's always had one of those. Oh, yeah, always. It's true. So apparently it doesn't look good for Frank Underwood, Catherine. Why? Uh, Netflix appears to tease the death of Kevin Spacey's House of Cards character. Well, duh. You watched House of Cards, didn't you? I did, and I really liked that show. I did, too. Oh, you did, too? Yeah, because it just kind of validated my hatred toward politicians. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, oh, I'm not that. crazy for feeling that and, way. Yeah, I'm like, this is I, this is what I believe goes on yeah, in know. Washington. Oh, I think it's absolutely yeah. true. It's all just money grubbing. That's all. That's power. all. The, uh, politics now is all money grubbing and power. That's yep. all mm-hmm. it is. And the power is money. That's where yep. the power is. It's just really sad. Netflix didn't just pull the plug on Kevin Spacey. His House of Cards character Frank Underwood looks to have kicked the bucket in a new 25-second teaser oh. for the show's upcoming sixth season. Maybe she offed him so it's, she could be president. <laughs> maybe. It features Claire Underwood, played by Robin Wright, addressing Frank's grave sitting next to his father's tombstone and bearing a death date of 2017. Oh, that's cold. I'll tell you this, though, Francis. When they bury me, it won't be in my backyard. When they pay their respects, they'll have to wait in line, she says. Per the week, some fans think Frank will die of a heart attack like his father. But Entertainment Weekly is cautious, noting the scene could be from a dream. Yeah. The show Uh, returns November 6th. They're not going to have Kevin Spacey back on that show. No way. No, no. It's that, yeah, nope. that ain't going to happen. He's, you know, poison Ugh. right now. Yep. I, I try and try and try my best to like Oprah Winfrey. It's just impossible. Why do you have to like her? Uh, <laughs> if someone was rude to her on an airplane, so she bought her own jet. Uh-huh. She's had her own exactly. jet for a zillion years. That's a joke. She's worth like three or four billion dollars yeah. now. She's had her own plane for years. Yeah. Now, oh, it's because someone's billionaire to me. with any self-respect has their own airplane. Come on. I, you're probably yeah, right Yeah, I don't about think that. she flies. She hasn't flown coach in a very long time. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Over yeah. in coach. I would, yeah. I would have to agree with that. Yeah, no she, her, her outfit would cost, her mink eyelashes would cost more than the coach seat. Yeah, oh, <laughs> This didn't just happen. It happened in the 90s. So you're right. Oh, okay. Oprah Winfrey says she had an encounter with a rude fan at the airport in the 90s, and that led her to use a private plane for travel. Mm. No, it wasn't. It was the fact that if you could afford one, I'd have a private plane, too. I know, Why but she really, you? really does a good job of trying to remain uh, relatable. Yeah. And then, she has to make yeah. up some story about how she doesn't want to fly private, but yeah. she has to because of, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Winfrey, who was on the cover of British Vogue's August issue, spoke with the magazine's editor-in-chief, Edward Enninful, for an interview. When asked about her greatest luxury, the actress and humanitarian said that it uh, is having her own airplane. Which very she convinced humanitarian. Herself. Really is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which she convinced herself to indulge in after she met an unpleasant person. Well, welcome to my life. Yes, welcome to the world. Welcome to the world. Oh, no, an unpleasant person. Better oh, buy a jet. There's, there's none of those. There are days when I am more open and warm than others, Winfrey explained. One of the things that actually caused me in 1991 to get my own plane was in the airport. And I was just minding my own business. And a woman came up and said, you're not acting like you do on TV. That's horrible. I'm not on TV right oh, now, I can lady. I see why she would need a jet for that. Hey, let, I'm not going to lie to you. If I could afford my own jet, I would have my own jet. Me too. Absolutely. If you didn't have to Jets go through all that everybody. stuff. for everybody. Well, yeah, but don't make up some story yeah, about well, how, yeah. Let's run that. That would be our political party. Jets for everybody. You know, I had to bri- buy a, pri- a bit. I, I had to buy a private jet because Bob Sansevier tried to talk to me. Did I mention that? <laughs> I think because some woman grabbed your, you know, where. I think like I said, it's been happening for have, 40 years. You men have and your own women. jet. According to Winfrey, the individual said that she is often seen hugging everybody on TV, but at the airport she was acting completely different, simply sitting down and minding her own business. What's, what's wrong with that? Sitting there and minding your own business. Well, what are the odds that this happened in the first place? Yeah, well, n- not first very. Of all, it wasn't some PR story. The woman said, you're not acting like you do on TV. That's rude. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's just like, 
Yeah, she's supposed to be this gregarious, hugging, you know, solving all the world's problems, Mother Teresa, Jesus kind of person. But so you have to understand, if you're on television, you're in movies, if you're on the radio, whatever, it is a bigger version of who you really are. Even if you're playing yourself, it is a much bigger, sure. like, you know, it's a much bigger version of me on the KQ Morning Show. I'm not like that all the time. There's no way. Not all the time. I just tell people, F off and get out of my face. No, I don't do that. I'm just, <laughs> no, I just made I'm, that I'm up. Just, I'm just saying that the rude comment was not rude. No, not really. In my opinion. Really? Yeah. The Wrinkle in Time star added that she has always uh, remained authentic to the kind of person she sees herself as, regardless of what people think. If I'm in an airport, I'm not necessarily hugging people, okay, but I'm always just myself. Winfrey went on to say that she uh, that in her early 30s, she figured out how to be myself completely on television. In all these years, I've made a fortune being myself. That's not true in the least. See, that part is not true. Well, yeah, what no. do you mean? Her show started out, the Oprah Winfrey show started out as another one where people would beat each other up. on the, It was just like Jerry Springer. It was yeah, a Jerry I know. Springer show. You told show. me that. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you changed. Hey, look, you grew into something bigger and better. I got no problem with that at all. But don't try to say you were just being yourself. No, you weren't. You were trying to get in on the, uh, that whole nut job. And hey, look, I like Jerry Springer, too. I like having Jerry Springer on the show. He's a good guy. But I don't like those shows. I, mean, I used to watch him because it was something totally oh, new so that yeah, I'd never depressing. seen before. It was depressing. Yeah. Right? Very depressing well, it made you, you feel so much better about your own life because you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't really understand this line. She added, I'm never not me. I'm never not the person you see. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. Some... But she's always her own authentic self, which is what she has been yeah, but... touting for years and years. Sometimes you're your crabby own self. Sometimes you're a happy yourself. You're still yourself, but you're not always in the same mood. No, that doesn't make any not sense. unless you're on mood stabilizers. Mood stabilizers, <laughs> that would be a whole different deal. Look, I, I'm not a huge fan of Oprah Winfrey because she's she's very fond of herself. There's no question about that. Well, and she also has a little bit of fraudulent uh, yes. stuff going on yes, with that whole, does. I'm giving away cars, yes. I'm giving no, this. It's like, no, you're not. No, that's true. And I, hey, look, you got to hand it to her. She bought half of Weight Watchers and she hasn't lost any weight, so that's good. <laughs> No, I'm not criticizing her. I'm just saying. I am not criticizing her. But well, don't go on TV and tell everybody that Weight Watch hey, is really working for you when it's not. We yeah. just I know. But we just got talking to this to Melissa loved Radke. Her. Loved her. And she was talking about this, you know, the fact that she couldn't be a singer in Nashville because she was he said ugly. plus size he, he and her ugly, ugly, which is yeah. crazy. It is not and even Oprah close. Oprah Winfrey resonated with women in America because she had her weight struggles. Right. I think that that is what made her yep. career, not her, right. really her personality so much. I mean, I think I think she was, you know, she marketed her show great, but I think if it weren't for the weight struggles that she had, I don't think she would have been as popular as she is. You're probably right. Well, I remember that episode that she came walking on stage. It's when she lost all that weight. And yes. she was oh, she's pulling the wagon? The wagon yeah, with all with that. fat in it. Yeah. yeah, this is how much Everybody fat I that. lost mm-hmm. and was carrying around with me. And I'm like, oh, that's so gross. It was gross. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever want to do that because there are going to be times in your life you're going to be heavier. Look, I just lost 92 and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. I assume that I'll keep it off. But look, we just went out to Colorado I gained like eight pounds or nine pounds and didn't even know I did it because the scales out there, I didn't realize up in the mountains, you're 10 pounds lighter than you normally are. So I actually gained weight hiking all over the, I did eat a ton of food though, because I thought, and I was well, told you got, you can get altitude sickness. Yeah. You're you can supposed get, to eat. you know, you can, you have to adjust to the lighter air. We were hiking. I, we were hiking 10 we miles hiking a day. A lot, yes. Yeah. I mean. So I thought, well, maybe, and I got on a scale, and it said the lowest ever was like on the final, well, second to final day, and said I weighed 219, mm-hmm. which for me would be, I'd look like a skeleton if I weighed 219. It's just not going to happen. So I got back, I get on the scale back here, it's like, no, you actually weigh 234. It's like, <laughs> how could it be off by that much? Is off by 15 pounds. I know. It's unbelievable because, yeah, as, mu- as much as we were hiking, and that didn't even include you know, all the other walking around. That we no, did. God, there no. There was we a did ton a lot of, of walking. We did a lot. And we were moving around most of the time. Uh, how you shouldn't be able to eat whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. 
<laughs> yes, I know. Life isn't I know fair. But no, now I've lost most of that now. i got a couple of, well, a few pounds to go to get back to my 92.5 I'm weighing myself weight today, so if I'm in a bad mood and I just come in and go to bed, um, it means it was bad news. Oh, you're just trying to, <laughs> just trying to entice me. That's all it is. No, Don't lie. Don't <laughs> offer dessert after dinner. <laughs> no. I just have to go into a dark room and cry. <laughs> I have to take that dessert as a microaggression. Yeah. Yes, yep, yep, absolutely. Yep. LeBron James says, I stand with anyone who believes in change, and I stand with Nike every day, all day, said NBA superstar LeBron James, addressing the controversial Colin Kaepernick hashtag just do it ad that dropped Monday with the slogan, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing anything, or everything, excuse me. You didn't sacrifice anything, Colin. No. Your career was over. I hope you understand that. You had a chance to come back with Denver. They invited you to come back. You turned them down. You didn't sacrifice anything. You knew your career was over, but you didn't want the money to stop coming in. Now, look, you're making tons of money well, from Nike. apparently Nike's been paying him for a few years. It's unbelievable. They've been paying him for a while, just waiting to launch it at the right time. So mm. he hasn't needed money. Could I pay him to shut up? That'd be good. He, he might take it. He might take Seriously, it. Seriously, I am so Depends tired. I am so tired of pampered athletes struggling. You didn't. St- you were a pampered athlete, kiss ass. Oh God, I can't stand this guy. <laughs> Seriously, these guys are making twenty million dollars a year, and all of a sudden, oh, my life is so difficult. I just, just shut up. Find it fascinating that so many people are so wound up about this whole. thing. I know it's unbelievable. I, I think that if people just stop caring, it would just. Do what it needs to do. Yeah. Either, I mean, I don't, I, personally, I don't care if people kneel, stand, whatever. If you have a problem, you yeah, have a problem. I know. I your problem isn't my problem. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I understand why they did it, why they're doing it, why they want to do it. So just let them do it. Well, I think the problem with Colin Kaepernick, though, is the real reason why he did it. It wasn't because he was taking a stand for something he no. was his he was losing his career and he was trying to do something to get publicity yep. and to make him stand out so he wouldn't lose his job because he it sucks worked. as a quarterback yeah, it worked yeah i mean he had one good year in the nfl one yeah. and how many millions of dollars andy would you see how much colin kaepernick is worth he had one Nike good year is. in his career one good year and he, and he lost the super bowl that wasn't his fault i mean for me okay him kneeling for the national anthem that was part of the whole that started because of the whole um black lives matter black lives matter you know mm-hmm. uh police officers assaulting innocent mm-hmm. black men and mm-hmm. stuff like that no i would put more stock into somebody who has a problem with that that goes into these communities and spends the money there and for yeah, exactly. the kids to keep them off the streets and and they probably do do that, but they don't shed light on that aspect of it. They shed light of, you know, protesting or throwing a tantrum about right, it. Right. It's like, you know, put your money where your mouth is. If you want to make a difference, then do an actual difference. Don't sit there and kneel because that's not going to do anything. You know? No, you're absolutely well, right. It, well, it did. It, it's, it's still, I mean, how long ago did they start kneeling? It's been years. And we're still, it's still a hot-button topic. Yeah, because people take offense to it. They do. And I understand people taking offense to it, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, I think you give them too much power by constantly worrying about it. You know what I mean? And this burning the Nike shoes, at least donate them to a homeless shelter or something. Yeah, don't burn them. Don't burn them. I mean... I understand if you want to boycott them and not wear them anymore, that's totally up to you. But right. just give Waste. them away. Yeah, give them away. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner it is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast. And one of the best parts is, it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. 
Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth Dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Emotion. You're playing a lot of good music again today, I'm just telling you. Aerosmith's a band that's one of my bucket list concerts to wanna Aerosmith? that I wanna go to. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I could see that absolutely. Won't get to see A C D C Why not? Well, because Brian Johnson's not part of the group well, and then true. they yeah, lost they... Malcolm. Oh, they lost Malcolm too, that's right. So That is unfortunate. I tell you what, Brian was a great interview. I know, I mean, really. Phenomenal interview. Just a great guy. Tom, how you doing, me son? He always calls everybody me son. Malia Obama began attending Harvard University in the fall of 2017. According to W Magazine, Obama had the gap year many college students could only dream of. She partied in Amsterdam, attended Lollapalooza in Chicago, and began her internship in New York City at Weinstein Company. <laughs> Thankfully, now no longer run by Harvey Weinstein himself. <laughs> Obama has also been spotted at clubs and hitting the streets of New York City with her bodyguards in tow. Though with her confidence and height of over six feet tall, Obama could probably handle her own. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, so how long do the children of past presidents, do they get uh, everything forever? I've never heard of somebody. Maybe they do, but I've never even heard of it before. Either that the children of the former president would have a bodyguard. Do they get like free health care forever and everything else? Oh, I'm else? sure that's true. Did yeah. W have... Kids? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of daughters. Didn't he have twins? Yeah, twin daughters, yep. Let's Absolutely. Maybe they do have bodyguards. I don't know. I'm not sure. Jenna and Barbara. Yep, there you go. Let's see. Yeah, and I don't know if the offspring get. I think they had a TV show, and too, didn't they? Forever, not, did I, they? I think they had a TV show for a while. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Um, about Possibly. What? A reality show. Ugh, Just really? being the president's daughters. Something See, like I that. just think that that demeans they, the office. Yeah, but I think personally, what's you know they were adults. I mean, they were both obviously above eighteen. So I think it was just kind of a it. Well, in that in that show that I told you, Alpha House, that mm-hmm, yeah. kind of satire <clears throat> yep. uh, show on Amazon, they have a, a kind of a thing, same thing where the daughter wants to get this reality show and she's the daughter of a senator and uh, so yeah so they kind of played off of that aspect of it god i love that show i wish they would have done more seasons yeah oh so john funny. goodman yes he is very very good as a student at harvard university where she enrolled in the fall of 2017 after an epic gap year obama has been getting to know her classmates in the city of cambridge a bit better After a couple of months of getting used to Harvard life, pictures of Obama with a mystery man began to surface, which begs the question, just who is this guy? His name is Rory Farquharson. (laughs) F-A-R-Q-U-H-A-R-S-O-N. Farquharson? Farquharson, probably. Change your name. I would... Jaegerman Jensen. (laughs) Yeah, Jaegerman Jensen. (laughs) Uh, the Harvard-Yale football rivalry has been ongoing since the first game, then a rugby match in 1875. Okay, I know all that stuff. That's really, really good. But So who is this guy? Apparently he's extremely wealthy. Well, of course he is. Doesn't surprise me at all. Can't be 
cavorting with commoners now, can we? Uh, apparently, no, we cannot be hanging out with commoners. Uh, Looks like the first president, I think the first president to authorize Secret Service for his kids after leaving office was Bush, or not Bush, Clinton, mm-hmm. and then Bush did it, and then Obama did it. So they all have they all have bodyguards now. Uh, for an extended period, but they don't say how long. Oh yeah. The president gets it for ten years, though. Yeah, the president gets it for ten years. Mm-hmm. What that I love is sense. all the presidents that leave office if they weren't completely filthy rich in the first place become filthy rich. Can't why can't they pay for their own bodyguards? I know, really. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were just. Why should about we that? have to pay that? Well, Donald Trump already was a billionaire. Obama's going to be a billionaire very soon if he isn't already. Um, George W. Bush was already a billionaire. Bill Clinton was broke when they left the White House. He's now worth $5 billion because of his Clinton, what's it called? The Clinton Foundation. Foundation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. where's that money going there, Bill? In your pocket? Yeah, well, weren't they um, charged with, like, corruption and fraud? Yeah, they were, yeah. They are maybe two of the worst human beings ever born. This guy probably raped five women, and nobody cares. It's nope, just amazing. Him. It's love just him. unbelievable. I think he's great. Biggest scumbag in the history of the presidency. And th- this is not a comment by a no, Republican. I'm not to, Republican. He wanted his wife to be president. I don't understand. And he wanted his wife to be president. One of the most unlikable human beings on earth. Well, she was, um, I mean, she studied with, uh, I, I, I think she worked right alongside with, like, Saul Alinsky. Yeah, he did. Yeah, she and did. and yeah. that... To me, people that kind of mindset is scary. Come on, he just wants Karl Marx to take charge. What's oh, the problem? Oh my God, some of the Saul stuff he's insane. I know, and he's and crazy. He was a huge political influence for a lot of yep. these, uh, you know, very liberal politicians we have today. Well, and no doubt. Yep. That's scary. Oh yeah, the rules for radicals. Oh, no, absolutely some true. of the stuff he's yeah, and blatantly on on television interviews talking about how you can control uh, black people and keep them in poverty. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. And and they just oh really? I like people are wising up. I I, <laughs> I think they're finally wising God, up. I hope so. I hope they are. I, I hope they're. Well, wising except up. for that woman that posted that thing on Facebook about I'm I'm I've become really socialist now, and everybody should be able to live a comfortable life without working. I still love that. I'm sitting in a room, we're doing a show, and if people didn't work, I'd have no lights in here. There'd be no clock telling me what time it is. People have to work to deliver you food. If people didn't work and all sat around in their ass and lived comfortably, you'd have no food to eat. Well, there's some some sort of a, a disconnect between understanding that the government doesn't have their own money. Really? Oh, they they don't get that. They don't You're understand right. that the taxpayers are the ones that pay the money into the system mm-hmm. to be spent by the government. So if nobody's working, it's there's no our system is not as they know it. So well, they, they just don't even understand. No, well, they don't. I've You're had right. yeah. I mean, I've had conversations with people, and they just think. Um, well, we'll just print more money. I'm like, do you know what happens to the dollar when you print more money? <laughs> no, it's amazing. It becomes valued less. Right. I mean, they, they don't think, they think it's just, oh, just print money and it's fine. You know, it's, it's because daddy and mommy always wrote them a check when they needed one and they've never had to really do anything for themselves. Well, when, yeah, when Obama was elected, everybody thought they were going to get Obama money. Yep. And the Obama had, bucks. I remember that. Mm-hmm. They had no concept. That it wasn't coming out of his pocket; it was no. coming out of the taxpayers' pocket. They no. just yeah, they thought it was his money he was like, giving them. It's like everybody's jaded when it comes to politics, and they just they're only seeing like the stars and or whatever they can get for free. Yeah, and they're not seeing the bigger picture. No, that's part of our problem in America. If you ask me, is the bigger picture just isn't? Mm-hmm. Everybody has these little tiny sound bites and. This little thing that they're worried about, and that tiny group of people, and they don't care about the big picture. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Los Angeles DA declines to charge Spacey and Seagal with sex crimes. Really? The Los Angeles District Attorney declined to charge them. Okay, I don't remember. What did Seagal, Seagal do? Oh, here, we'll get to the Seagal. Just being story. himself? Ugh. Yeah, just being his I, nasty I didn't ass know self. He did He's so icky. <laughs> 
Vladimir Putin. Oh. I love it when he does that. He literally Vladimir looks like he dyes Putin. his hair with a Sharpie. Like he just oh, yeah. sits in the oh, bathroom yeah. with a Sharpie and colors his hair with it. It's oh, the nasty. Los Angeles District Attorney's Office announced yesterday the result of three probes by its Hollywood Sex Crimes Tax Force. Uh, task Force. <laughs> Say that again. I, been, I only got three hours of sleep last night. Leave me alone. Uh, in all three cases, no charges will be filed. Kevin Spacey will not face charges related to allegations that he sexually assaulted a man in West Hollywood in October 1992 because the statute of limitations has passed. Spacey 59 oh. is accused in one other case the task force is still reviewing. Yeah, you can't charge someone with a crime after the statute of limitations has passed. Steven Seagal will not face charges related to allegations that he sexually assaulted a woman in Beverly Hills in 1993 because the statute of limitations has passed yet again. Uh. Uh, Seagal, 66, is accused in one other case. The task force is still reviewing. Anthony Anderson, Emmy-nominated star of Blackish, will not face charges related to allegations that he assaulted a woman earlier this year. In that case, the accuser would not cooperate with police, uh, police authorities said. Police? I'm tired. <laughs> Leave me alone. I What's know the you issue? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't talk. Um, isn't that Anthony Anderson case? Uh, he's the guy who stars on Blackish. We the brought that, that up. Oh, yeah. The star of Blackish. But somebody said that, that some, not Anthony Anderson himself, but somebody. Uh, at Anthony Anderson's behest, threatened her. Oh. So I don't know if that really happened or not, but they they claimed that's what happened, is that, that she wouldn't cooperate because they threatened to harm her. So I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's true or not, but... I don't know. It's hard to say because it's like there are women who will make up anything just for money. That's true. Um, yeah, you know. Or two minutes of fame. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so they can do their TV tour yeah, and yep. be on Good Morning America and right. all those shows. And then I... So what happens to the confidentiality um, clauses that people sign, like the Stormy Dan- Daniels? She was paid how much? a ton of money. Yeah. She was told she had to be quiet. She signed an, a, con- a confidentiality agreement. Oh, and then you she, get no sleep, then too? She, I actually, Words are hard today. There they are. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then she breached the contract. Yes. So, and there's there's no consequences for that? I agree. Why doesn't she you have can, to pay him back? So you can just sign these things and go do whatever you want. It's is ridiculous. What it, it, mm-hmm. That's what's happening now, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, nobody I, can do, it has to do anything that they say that they're, they're going to do. If somebody no. sexually assaulted me and offered yeah. me money to keep my mouth shut, I would tell them to get bent. Right. I'm going to go after you through the law. Right. Now, right. if you're making claims of sexual assault or harassment and Well, she you, didn't. She just was she just had sex with him. Yeah, and well, and you sign this and you get money for it. To me that just shows that you wanted to play along with it from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like you were fine with it. Yeah, but there's also on I if you're assaulted, I mean the courts can be very traumatic. To mm-hmm. a victim, yeah. Yeah, I can so see that. Yeah, some true. some people might be like, I would rather not be dragged through this. Yeah, uh, I can understand that in a way. Well, and, I mean, that was kind of like the whole Michael Jackson thing when he paid off some of these kids that he supposedly sexually right. abused. Right now, as a parent, there's no amount no. of money that could shut me up and making sure that some guy who um, took yeah. the innocence out. From my child right. and sexually abused him, he's going to prison. I agree. Right. So right. it's like, you know, where do, what does that show? What kind of character the parents have? Like, but I guess if you're desperate, you don't have any money, uh, you don't have any money for an attorney, and you're up against Michael Jackson with a million attorneys, maybe mm-hmm. you just think, what's the point? The damage has been done. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I, I agree with you. I'd rather see the person behind bars and have to suffer for what they did. But mm-hmm. for some, I, I'm, I'm guessing that there's just well, cause some, in, some circumstances where maybe the money is Well, because I know that the, the, the one that actually went to trial, and what was that, in 2005? Mm, one yeah. of the main uh, kids that was making, well, the parent that was making the accusation. Right. She was actually shopping her kid around trying to find her kid like 
a celebrity friend. Oh, God. And that's why Jay, oh, God. that's why Jay Leno had to go on the stand because she was contacting Jay Leno trying to get kind of like, oh, can you do this for my son and that for oh, my, my son? God. So it was like, what yeah, was she see. really putting in her kid's head? Right. To, oh, my God. So it's like, do you believe it? I mean. The kid may think he was abused, but were those memories implanted into him? Because right. kids are very su- subjected or yeah. subjective. And so I don't know. It's hard. And it's kind of like the same thing with the women today. It's like, do they believe their own lies to the point where they really feel like... Some probably do. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, ugh, it's one of those things that's... I, I would need hard evidence. Yeah. You that know? would be good. Hard evidence would be good. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt I mean, about it. Well, this whole thing that's going on right now with people accusing other people of crimes they cannot prove, how can anybody turn on that person? I don't if you can't know. prove it happened, you automatically assume everybody's horrible. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that you can do that. I, unless you've got proof, what the hell is wrong with you? Well, and to me, that also shows what kind of, um, you know, characteristics of journalism today that they're putting this stuff out without any facts. I know. Without it's any unbelievable. Evidence. The fact that they do that is disgusting. If I, I was a reporter and somebody came to me with a story saying so-and-so is accusing this person of this, I'd be like, all right, let me see the proof. I'm not printing no, anything until all. I know. No, they do it all the time now. Yeah. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking you know i had priority courier experts account rep in here about a month ago and who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the twin cities largest most reliable on-call courier service what's that number because the next package is going with priority courier experts already dialing 651-748-4477 priority courier experts can we help you can you ever priority courier experts every time you call us we deliver Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Okay, to be true. Chuck Berry. Speaking of a guy who liked women. Uh, yeah, <laughs> taking pictures of them while they're going potty. That's really good. Yeah, oh yeah, that is camera in the bathroom. Yeah, I don't get that one. He apparently. <laughs> I'm um, glad you don't. <laughs> apparently, he uh, was one of the biggest jerks in the history of the world. Just a horrible person. Very, very unpleasant to work all with, I guess. All I know is that if he got me on camera, he'd see me playing Candy Crush. <laughs> that would be good. so exciting. That'd be very impressive. I know. Very impressive. There's no getting around it. Absolutely impressive. We were talking on the break about, you know, it's are we getting to this po- to the point in society where we have to have a GoPro on us all at all times? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that what we have to do? We have, you know, you guys were talking about this. I was sitting listening to your conversation. I thought it was a good conversation. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm looking at the Newser front page right now. Newser's a news delivery service. Yes. Uh, cops, toddlers killing, born of mom's moment of frustration. She said that a man named Antoine in a white Toyota killed her son. She killed him. Okay. Then we got uh, another woman. Whose phone is that? Is that mine? Oh, it is mine. What a shock. Lastman, what the hell is he? Oh, he's calling. Oh, the ratings came out today. Oh, Lastman right. doesn't know you do a podcast. That's right. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> does. Um, uh, Asia Argento, let's talk about phase two of hashtag me too. Uh, she's been charged with having sex with an underage boy when she was like 40 or something or yeah, 35 or something. Yeah. 
Now she says that he raped her. Oh, my God. See, it's just... There's another story. Cops, woman faked abduction to avoid paying workers. All people do now is lie. Yep, and, and these people news believe them and because they're... Believe yep, it's true. They believe them because they're victims. But if you question whether or not they're actually victims, then you're not believing a victim. So it's, it's a catch-22. It's impossible yeah. to argue because either... You're accusing a victim of not actually being a victim, or you're not believing a victim, and it's all about victimhood. I know. It, it's just like, you know, it's like playing the race card. If you don't like something that's going on, then you're just racist. Yep. It's, yeah, everybody's it, a racist. And nothing no, gets accomplished, true. and nothing gets done. Nothing. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, here's a new story. The, the headline says, uh, Kavanaugh refuses to shake hand of, uh, of uh, victim's father. Chaos is the word being used to describe the first day of Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearing. And now new labels are being applied to Kavanaugh himself, including ill-mannered and a coward. Fred Gutenberg, whose 14-year-old daughter Jamie was killed in the Parkland shooting, said he approached Kavanaugh during a break in Tuesday's hearing to introduce himself. I put out my hand and I said, my name is Fred Gutenberg, father Jamie Gutenberg, who was murdered in Parkland. And he walked away, Gutenberg tells The Guardian. Adding on Twitter, I guess he did not want to deal with the reality of gun violence. See, that's all BS. Yeah, that sounds kind of fake. I'm not even taking a side in this. I'm just telling you what actually happened was this guy walked up behind Kavanaugh. I don't know anything about Kavanaugh. I'm not saying he should be on the Supreme Court or not. I have no opinion about it whatsoever. I've been trying to ignore it as much as possible. I don't even know who he is. It is unbelievable. He's a judge. That's all I know. Uh, White House spokesman Raj Shaw says security intervened when an unidentified individual approached Kavanaugh. An ex-explainer, uh, uh, Gutenberg, is refuting an explainer. What's an explainer? I don't know. You mean an explanation? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I hope not. See, they completely left out one of the one of the most important parts of the story. This guy has been going on and on saying Kavanaugh cannot possibly be put on the Supreme Court. It would be a huge disaster. We can't have anything like that. But that's completely left out of this story. And again, I'm not taking sides here. I'm just telling you the truth. Now, White House spokesman Raj Shah says security intervened when an unidentified individual approached Kavanaugh. An explainer, uh, Gutenberg, is refuting. Incorrect. I was here all day and introduced by Senator Dianne Feinstein. Yeah, but she and you have to understand something. I saw that particular uh, moment. She introduced about 50 different people. Okay. So I'm sorry if he was in there in the middle somewhere. You might not, you might have, you know, ignored part of it or just went, oh my God. Uh, he, she invited Gutenberg to the hearing. Gutenberg tweeted, the Parkland father said he'd simply wanted to speak to Kavanaugh father to father to let him know my family was torn apart by gun violence. And he dismissed theories that although he doesn't support Kavanaugh's nomination, doesn't support it, he actually ripped the hell out of Kavanaugh and said absolutely should not be a Supreme Court justice. So that's not supporting him. No. That's actually condemning him. Yes. This was intended to make Kavanaugh look bad. Uh, per the Hill and the Washington Post, Gutenberg says he was questioned by Capitol Police for about 15 minutes, then allowed to return to the hearing, and he thinks Kavanaugh is the one who pinpointed him to security. Uh, that's not true either. I was watching this. Look, sir, I know you lost a baby, and I'm really, really sorry to, to hear that. I'm sorry for your loss and the suffering you've gone through. But don't use your daughter's death to, to work things you're, I don't know, what. please just leave your daughter out of it. You lost your baby. It's just terrible. I know, but he's trying to make a difference in her name, I'm sure. I suppose. I don't know. Uh, Per the Hill and Washington Post, Gutenberg says he was questioned by Capitol Police for about 15 minutes, then allowed to return to the hearing. He thinks Kavanaugh is the one who pinpointed him to security. could have absolutely shook my hand and said, I'm sorry for your loss. I mean, if nothing else. No, you were trying to make him look bad. I don't even know Brett Kavanaugh at all. But... Seriously, these news organizations, you have got to start telling the truth. They didn't even include... Honey, but that would take work. Yeah, well, that's true. You'd actually have to work. I mean, you are... I have literally watched stories about myself on television and went, that didn't ever happen. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well... Oh, you know, he did this and he did that. Look, understand something. I've said this for years and people on TV apparently don't understand or in the newspaper don't understand. 
Um, I don't hire people. I don't fire people. I'm no one's boss. I'm a private contractor. I am just con- contracted to be on the KQ Morning Show. I don't make any decision about who's going to be on or who's going to be off. There have been, I think, two times in my career of 33 years there I said, I cannot work with this person. They won't do what they're asked to do, and I can't work with that. It takes up a lot of time, but I've never fired anybody on that show. I've never hired anybody on that show. I mean, I don't want to take credit for, like, Sansevier being on there. Jesus, Why can you imagine? Why would you want that? Uh, we have saved several people's jobs on that show together. Dave Hamilton and I did uh, several times. And then, uh, you know, it just, they lie, they know they're lying, but they do it anyway. It's amazing to me. There's a reason trust in journalism is at a record low and record low, yep. still going down. Well, it's just, it, it, the whole thing is unbelievable. And everybody, by the way, it's just kind of like social media. There's a writer at the, one of those community newspapers that just goes after me constantly. Why don't you call me and come and sit down and talk to me and tell me how horrible I am face to face? Why don't Once you do again, that? That would be work. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's that would be work. It's easier to make things up and and uh, fan the flames than it is to actually get off their butts and work. Yeah, I just you're a lousy reporter. I'm sorry. Come and talk to me. I'll sit down. I won't even you know spit on you or anything. I'll just be very pleasant to you. He promises. I'll tell you what's true and what isn't true instead of you speculating what the truth is and attacking me and my family. I, I, but, it doesn't even piss me off. You're just a lame-ass reporter you know, who's lazy. Interesting, though, is like Andy said, it's all, uh, journalism's respectability is at an all-time low. 32% of people trust journalism. There you go. They, so, and, and they don't even care. Nope. Mm-hmm. They nope, don't even they care. Don't care. They, don't, right. they don't make a change. They don't try to do anything different. They just keep doing the same mm-hmm. thing. And then they'll wonder well, they do why. they it worse. Then they'll wonder why the newspapers all have to fold. And then they'll wonder why nobody's watching the news anymore. Yeah, and and because they just refuse very, to make a change. True. I don't understand that. Republicans and independents are way down. Even Democrats are down. Not at, like about 10% in the past five years. So, that's, you know, not a terrible amount. Most journalists pander to the left side. Well, I think some amount. Apparently, about half of Democrats are capable of seeing when they're being pandered to. I, I should hope so, yes. Here are three comments on that story I just read about Judge Kavanaugh and Mr. Gutenberg. Mm-hmm. Jimbo in Colorado says if Gutenberg doesn't support Judge Kavanaugh, why would he even attempt to shake hands with a man he doesn't respect? I'm sorry for his loss, but his loss doesn't make him a celebrity or an automatic someone with which to shake hands. Let me guess, he didn't know he was uh, being photographed either. Yeah, right. Uh, with that other gesture he made after turn, uh, being turned down by Judge Kavanaugh, right, sit down and observe. That's your privilege today. Kings of Comedy says, right move. Do not show favoritism to anybody. Picture of a handshake will be a prejudiced collusion of gu- on gun case trials. So this guy, Kings of Comedy, saying, or this man or woman or both, said, yeah, it was a right move. Don't shake anybody's hand in court. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have the other side. Now, you notice that those were all measured responses, and they just kind of laid it out, mm-hmm. and they weren't condemning anyone. Here's Gary Jaffe, who says, another effing heartless bastard like Donald Duck. There we go. Donald Duck? <laughs> Donald Trump. Thing. Yeah. But he calls him Donald Duck. That's not clever. No, it's not clever at all. But the anger that the tolerant have is amazing to me. You're supposed to be tolerant. Then be tolerant. I'm tolerant of you. I'm not calling you another effing heartless no, bastard. I, I don't like Donald Trump being the president <laughs> any more than anybody else does, but I don't, exactly. I don't spend my time thinking that I'm going to get someone impeached that God. he's already into <laughs> his term so far that by the time – it's just they're all just spinning their wheels in hatred. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I just wish it would stop. Would you just lead the nation – You. And Kings of Comedy is right. You don't want to shake anybody's hand at a hearing. uh, And I guess you could call it other thing, but it's it's basically a hearing, too. Um, You don't want to shake people's hands because what you're doing is either condoning or damning something. Uh, Kavanaugh didn't speak to him. I was watching it. I just happened. It's the only part of it I watched. I haven't watched any of the rest of it. Kavanaugh looked at him didn't really make any expression on his face and turned around and walked away. 
So how he's the worst human being on earth for doing that, I, I don't know. But well, I don't even understand why this terrible. guy would want to shake hands with him because somebody gets a hold of that photo and then they'll say yeah. that he turned oh, you're right. and he's been corrupted. It, it's just... Look, Mr. Gutenberg, again, I'm very sorry for your loss. It must be horrendous to go through what you've gone through. Absolutely horrendous. But I do think some of your friends are using you, and I'd be very careful with that whole thing. Well, this is the guy who sold the company that both – the company that made the gun and the company that sold the gun. So I think this guy is – Who's that? Gutenberg? Yeah. What? He sold he's he sued the store that sold Ted Cruz the gun. Right. As being complicit in the shooting. They're not complicit. No, this guy's a lunatic. Did the guy buy the gun legally? Uh that's a good question. Well he was he had a mental disorder of some kind. How well, was how he diagnosed he qual- though? He, yeah, was he diagnosed? I thought he was. How would was how he? did he how was he able to buy a gun if he's mentally ill? Wait, what was his name again? Well, I don't Fred know. Fred Gutenberg. If no, the shooter. Oh, it was not Ted Cruz. It was... Something Cruz. It was something Cruz. You're right. It wasn't Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a U.S. Uh, senator. Nicholas in Cruz. Nicholas, Nicholas Cruz. Cruz. There you go. Ted, Nicholas, what the hell's the difference? A lot. Let's see, y'all. Uh, it was bought legally, so, yeah, they're not complicit. But, uh, okay, so if you go to a psychiatrist and you're diagnosed with a mental mm-hmm. disorder... With the HIPAA regulations, yeah. how can, they can't can they tell anybody that you got if a... you're if they suspect that you're a danger to society? Yeah. Then yeah. So again, here's the deal. I will close the show today by saying I don't know how I'd react if somebody shot and killed one of my children. I don't. Think I might would be completely good. go off the deep end. So I'm not condemning Mr. Gutenberg either, either Kavanaugh nor Mr. Gutenberg. It's just. These things are going to happen when you have a tragedy like that. It is a good idea to not shake people's hands in court for no reason. So both of them were probably correct, but it's just you can't just get over such a tragedy. No. Uh, and I understand that completely. I do understand. I don't know what the hell I would do if somebody did that, what happened to Fred Gutenberg. I don't know how I might not be able to leave my house ever again. Seriously. I don't know. It'd be impossible to deal with that whole situation. Senseless violence like that, I will never understand why you think it's okay to kill people just at random. Just walk in and start shooting uh, people. It's, it's because they're insane. They're completely insane. Yeah, they really are. It's just a whole sad state of affairs. But So, yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm not really judging anybody. It's just, would, you, would the press just tell the truth? Good That'd luck be with nice. that. Just tell the truth because you're making our lives much worse digging by up, not doing it. Digging up the truth is is work. Oh, they true. don't want to do that. All right. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.